This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from Crescent City, House of Sky and Breath, specifically post-chapter 60, and Akamath. Mentions also include The Black Witch Chronicles, Throne of Glass, A Game of Fate, Neon Gods, Akatar, and The Hunger Games. everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Jessica Marie. And I'm Laura Marie. And today we are discussing Shatter Me by Tahara Mafi. And we have two firsts on Akafe Podcast today. So first, for our one-year anniversary, we reached out to our listeners to say, like, what, what episodes or what books have we not discussed yet? And that you would like to hear an episode of. So we took all those, we threw them in the generator, and Shatter Me was the first selected book. So here we are with that episode. And the second thing is, of course, that Jess did the intro because this is a reread for her. And I have never read this book. So I am just like, no thoughts, just vibes here. And it is really (laughs) relaxing for me. And I'm super stoked. This is a pressure. How do you do this? No, everybody give Jess a nice clap for that intro. It's hard. This is another first, like you said. I have to take the rate. I, I don't guide. I, this is weird. It's weird in like a learning context. I just manage shit. So I guess let's kick it off. Laura, what was like immediately? Let's say like we're one chapter in. We're learning about. Should we should we go through the characters first? I guess that would probably be a good outline. Like the main ones that we hear about throughout the book. There are like so there are so few. I, I like when I, I tell you that I am like free floating just vibes like uh, there are what Adam, uh Warner, Juliet, the brother, Kenji, the leader and the nurses, right? Yeah. Yeah, more, more or less. like more or less, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's like the overarching character of the reestablishment, mm-hmm. but we don't know a ton of stuff. I mean, that plays a character without being really involved, more or less, because you have Warner there. Okay, so I have my question, and my question is, because you, okay, so Jess, you have read, like, way beyond book one. Yeah, I pretty much have read the entire series except for the novella that had just come out in November or something. Okay, so my question, and you probably can't answer it, but just, like, I'm just going to ask it. Do you ever find out, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what happened? Like, is this, is this like a, is this like a dystopian situation or is this like a post, like, war situation? Like, what the fuck is going on? You do find out. I don't feel like it spoils anything. It feels like it's kind of sprinkled throughout this book where you kind of have, like, all the, the, the global leaders of the world, more or less, like, you know, and I, and it takes place on planet Earth. It's not like this foreign, like, here's this other world um, that, that you just have, like, the, you know, the dictators of the world basically just say, fuck all 
we're going to take in the reins and we're going to position it to be like, follow us, listen to us. And we trust us and we'll guide you into what you're looking for. So then it's like you have essentially like I know there's like thousands of territories, and but then you still have like a dictator for North America, a dictator for South America, a dictator for Europe. Like it, it's basically it feels like you find it about like seven world leaders that run the entire world. And then they have like smaller oligarchs and diplomats that try to oversee a territory or like sector, I guess is what it's called. Okay. Okay. So like, but it's not like hunger games where there's, cause it's like you have 13 districts, but nobody's really overseeing those districts at the same time. It was like a war. Like what got to this oh. point? Like, like, was it a oh, plague? Like was it a meteor? Like what set oh. off the, that I don't remember. <laughs> That I don't remember. That, that's my question, because, like... That I don't remember. I just... Because I'm not... Like, I'm that person who watches a movie once, and I go, okay, I've seen that movie, and I... Unless I'm rewatching it a million times, or it's constantly on my FYP, I don't fucking remember. Okay. Which isn't helpful. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, because when I'm, like, going through with Juliet, and Juliet is, like... So, um... I, I want to note that I did the audio for this, and the audio, like... Jesus Christ... She sounds so young. I did no research on this again. Uh, but, but she is young. Yeah, but like, fuck me. It's she sounds young and like stupid. And it was just really, <laughs> it was just really irritating. So like when Juliet is confused and like going through like her stuff, um, and the audio, I'm bringing this up because the audio does like scratches. Right, like, 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 scratch. Like as if she's writing a diary entry, and then she scratches it out. Because in the traditional reading, you have the print, and then there's a line through it. See, and I never thought that. I never, ever thought that she. It was like a diary, like writing diary situation. Even though that dumb notebook is like mentioned over and over and over again, <laughs> I very, very, very much thought that she had her memory wiped and every single time that the the scratching sound it was her it was like a like a like a kick um with her like almost remembering something but then like stepping back because because of oh, like like the, like the memory was being like r- removed from her yeah or like or like she was trying to remember something cuz cuz she would say this isn't the reason because she would say something like, and I want him to touch me. And then it would be like, and it'd be like, he can't touch me. I can't be like this. He can't touch me. So in my mind, it was like a conditioning thing. Like she would get close to something and be like, I want him to touch me. But like a conditioning would be like, I'm not supposed to do that. So then the scratch would happen. And then the real, the, like the conditioned thought would be like, oh, well, he can't. That is how I took oh. it based solely on the audio and just like free floating plot ideas that I have heard through my time on Book Talk. Interesting. I guess when I had read this, it was it was after Akatar and I and I was reading it in conjunction with my first time with Crescent City. So it was definitely lighter. And I read it through the audio the first time also and the second time. Um, I had a me- it felt like a lighter read. And I, I, I immediately thought it was just a diary. I didn't think anything about erasure of memory. 
But I think it was just like me vibing with a whole new genre. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I had read Hunger Games and there's a lot of similarities with this. But what was I also reading at this time? I was like kind of juggling this and the Red Queen also. And I was like, the Red Queen, the first book was so much better than this. But now, like, I DNF'd the rest of the series um, after the second book. But I continued with this one. I do really enjoy the writing style here. And I, I do like the descriptions. And Jess, I told you, like, kind of earlier in the week that there was a description that was sitting with me that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And and that description was, I was, it, it, and I'm paraphrasing because, like, it's been a couple of days. It's like, um, I was like, I was blushing through my bones or, like, my bones were blushing and it was just like a really, it was a really pretty way to describe what she was describing. It was like she was like so deeply, it was like so deep that it was like coming like out from her bones. And, and I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoy descriptive writing styles like this. It is very similar to Francesca Leah Block, uh, which is in itself very similar to my original fan fiction a that oh, i wrote I when it. i was a child I, I just learned about this uh, the other day i loved it so much it's, ver- it's very it's very similar it's very similar very descriptive um with things like that uh so i i enjoyed this uh i uh, i just have so many questions and the only way that I know to get those questions answered is to read the second book and I didn't start it because I wanted to like make sure that there was like a clear line no crossover you're right yeah that there was a clear line here uh Jess I did laugh out loud here um, (laughs) with the whole like shed thing oh first of all I have a problem with Adam please talk to me about Adam um because any this is my own problem anytime i hear the word adam the only thing that i can think of is some sort of like golem creature that is that is what i associate the name adam with um which probably goes back to like buffy adam here being this i did not vibe with adam i did not vibe with adam i was gonna ask if you were i didn't think you would personality wise but physical description i was like she might no 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 definitely not definitely not because uh he just seems engineered for her and that is weird and the way that the history is introduced between them to the reader seems to me completely manufactured okay um and yeah i i feel like some of the things okay so let's address the the descriptions the narrator juliet all wonderful she is young we know she's about 16 17 you know like high school everything at that age is already you know, your hormones are everywhere. Your emotions are up and down. Everything is the end of the world. Now, on top of those emotions, it actually is the end of the world. You have this reestablishment. You have, you know, by the end of this book, like, you have people who are trying to fight against the reestablishment, you know, kind of like how we always talk about, like, you want to rise up um, against, like, the powers that be to create a better world. And... Everything is just all-encompassing and multiplied. Then the the manufacturing of 
Adam is interesting because I feel like when they were they're running away and then they're at his house where his little brother James is and everything in that moment is like we are for each other we're meant it just it reminds me of those that first relationship in high school um where it's it's you two against the world you know it feels like that's what it kind of reminded me of on paper and that in hindsight, you're always, like, you know, with with the discussions we've had, we're just like, oh, honey, it's young, it's new, like, good for you. But do you really think you're going to go off to college and still be together, you know? And if, you, and if that happens and that's great, sure. But realistically, there's just seems like there's going to be a lot of trauma bonding there. And I think even it's more than that because she's in like a mental institution, right? She has her own fucking issues. So if she's like 17, 16, 15, 14, she's been there three years. Um, so she's 14 when she went in there. She's still emotionally 14 because she's been in fucking isolation. And then... <laughs> I'm sorry. The line from Anchorman's like, you killed a man <laughs> with the trident. Killed him. <laughs> like, but that's what she did. You find out why is she, you know, we're, we're in book one. Why is she there? She killed a kid. Yeah, she killed a kid, which really sucks. Uh, her powers are very much like rogue-esque powers, um, as far she as I know. She doesn't seem to have control over it. And I and I say that because, like, at the end of book one, you do have the castle where mm-hmm. Kenji brought them. And they're like, oh, we basically had to sedate you because you were, like, going off. Uh, Kenji. Yes. Is it significant that they all have Southern accents? Is this set in the South? No. I mean, maybe it was the speed that I listened to, um, but I didn't pick up a Southern accent. Oh, I listened. They all, yeah. like, Kenji, Kenji has a thick one, and so does Warner, and it's just, like, really strange, and I was wondering if it was set in, like, Georgia or something. No, there's really no, I mean... I think we know that it's in North America. I think I think because maybe the speed that I pick, I listen to it at, I listen at one point eight five on Libby, or one point eight zero. So everything was just like it was a little bit higher pitched. It was faster. It was quick. Um, it just kind of remi- and it helped me associate their ages because I think that's that the higher pitch helped with that too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, they've got pretty thick Southern fucking accents, and it is. It is jarring and strange uh, because I know from fan art what these characters look like. And I can understand. I I can understand, but I can also like not. I, I don't know. It's just weird fucking choice. It's just weird choice. I don't know. I was just going to clarify. Um, I, they, I, oh. they, they also make a point to ask if Juliet is French. Is that important? No. 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 <laughs> Something that I just picked up. They were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. I can. That's not a spoiler. It's it's not. It's not. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Good to I, know. But but now that we're talking about it, it, makes me wonder because there's a line. Hold on. Um, it, it makes me wonder because I mean, there's a lot of the stuff that that's referred to with the the reestablishment, and one of the lines is, um, they they're going to destroy. Uh, they as in the reestablishment. 
um, I think it's Adam who's talking to Juliet. Um, they're going to destroy the English language. They want to recreate everything. They want to redesign everything. They want to destroy anything that could be, could have been the reason for our problems. They think we need a new universal language and it's good to be writing the, writing things down. One day what you're doing is going to be considered illegal. Um, I think it plays, I don't want to say it plays out later in the series, but there is reference to like other languages, I guess, more or less. Hmm. But it, but it feels like it's more in passing than anything. I'm thinking about the asylum and how fucking scary that is, and how um, currently I am home alone and it is getting dark <laughs> and I have to go upstairs later and I'm just like, it's gonna suck. So I'm thinking of Juliet having to go to the bathroom in like pitch black. Uh, and and like not knowing how to navigate that and like not being told and stuff and like that is fucking wild and a detail that I don't think you kind of get in a lot of other stories and something that kind of legitimately had me uh, in heebie-jeebies. Well, and like when she's going by herself and then again when Adam mm-hmm. is introduced as her roommate, he I, I almost I can't and maybe it's just because I don't remember. I can't, but obviously we know in this book that he was playing a role. Did he not realize the treatment that she was receiving until he was like in her shoes, more or less? See, I was so fucking suspicious, right? He's fucking shady. My idea is that um, the, is that the government owns the asylum and that they've been watching her that whole three years, and that Adam, and that Adam is like. A pawn of it all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it because it's all. So so every so like he might have not known exactly how she was treated, but like they've been watching her that whole time and like they were ready to get her out. That is I was so fucking suspicious. It just oh my god. Because he just came in there and it was just like, Oh, I know this kid. I was like, This is this is all this is, faked. This is all right. faked. Right. Well then then you even Oh, my God. It just really reminds me about a lot of different scenarios when Warner comes out and goes, yeah, we wanted to see if, like, you were still a threat to society. So we were after what? All this time by yourself. Now you're introducing me to human interaction. And now you're like, oh, you're still you're lucky that she interacted the way that she did, because if I hadn't had if I was in isolation for as long, like who's going? I mean, who's going to? I, I just think of how Aaron was like, oh, you know, you were good enough. So we, we wanted to give you this allowance that's when, you know, they took her out of the asylum or whatever. And Adam was exposed. It just made me think she's adjusting pretty normally compared to what you put her through for the last however many years. She's also like stunted, right? Like as a child, she has in my head, she has like a 15 year old's mentality. Uh, like she's not like 17. Uh, she's still like, well, she says like, there's already, you can tell one of the lines that one of the quotes from the book, it says, um, in her, cause it's her POV. Um, I'd always hoped that if I were a good enough girl, if I did everything right, if I said the right things or said nothing at all, I thought my parents would change their minds. I thought that they would finally listen when I tried to talk. I thought that they would give me a chance. I thought that they would finally love me. So like, that's also a deeper thing where she has so much unresolved trauma and in inner work and she's obviously doesn't even have the resources that she needs to sort them out and the resources that she does have. It's already so uh, controlling and monitored 
not for her benefit, but for theirs. Because Aaron's like basically wants to use her as a weapon. It's very. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think because I am so suspicious of. Um, like I'm so suspicious of all of it. But I'm so suspicious of Castle. Um, and and all of that. It is very district. Um, district what? The the fake one. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, it's very district thirteen to me, and it. I just. The, I, the omega, the omega, point. yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, District yeah. Thirteen, right, right, yeah. It is just, it is just really, it is weird to me, and it is weird to me that Juliet has to like shoot a gun and like, kind of like do all of this stuff, and and she can, you know, and she's like, how did I do this? It kind of feels familiar. I feel better with it, and she can like shoot th- her hands through concrete if she gets mad enough. But or then, punches through concrete yeah. when she was with Warner or something. Yeah, but but then I, I I guess I guess what it is I guess what it is is that I don't like the hyper focus on the like sexuality of it and and how like um, Adam is always trying to like touch her and like get her into bed in like one way or another, which is like weird. They don't really know each other it feels like a plant is what i'm saying it feels like a a weird a weird plant and a weird thing for the author to focus on this like hypersexuality between them um because she is a child well and then because when that when it's first starts initiated it's you can clearly tell that she's touch starved because she hasn't been able to touch anybody because she was the last time she touched somebody was the little the little child who she killed. So she's clearly deprived of touch. She's in need of it. But then, and it's interesting you said that because even when, because I also like love her dedication to the cause um, when she needs to disarm Warner. Warner. Yeah, she lets it go pretty far. She, I was like, okay. But like, there was like, there was definitely, but now that you like what you're saying, I remember reading that the second time around. I was like, there's a lot going on here. Um, And again, when I read this back in 2020 and through the conversations we've had since then, it was definitely a I I picked up on it the second time around. But I was also very much like femme fatale. Good. And she, you know, she I think maybe she said she's like, I'm no. Or no, there was a different book I was reading. Um, But she she's good for her. Like she knew she knew bigger picture of what she needed to do to save herself and save like you know essentially i can't remember if it was like you know when they, she had to escape yeah she was like she, how do she, i yeah. do this what do i need to do how do we do it i, I just respected that and and she did the thing too she shot him she fucking right. shot him like she, she wasn't hesitant yeah she just right she did she did the damn thing and she shot him and we got to respect that i respect the hell out of that i respect that she's also like suspicious and 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 kind of like what the fuck is going on uh i do i am annoyed that this um is it on screen in some in some way or form i i feel like it would be it would be fun it, at least from this first book i i get the vibes that would be there and like all this stuff that was like being pumped out around this time this would have been a really easy, like, series to pick up and, like, make a TV show or something, and it just I, didn't? Yeah, I mean, we were talking before we started recording. It almost makes us, like, 
frustrated that we get the Hunger Games and not this. I mean, this is clearly no I, shit I to the Hunger Games. No shit. No, to the yeah, Hunger no. Games. But I just I think you know there's. There's so – and maybe it's partly because there's so much out there. There's so much media to consume. Like, how do you pick and choose? I don't think this – I think it, this – this I feel like could have been a CW series. Um, not talking about the rest of the, the the series. But this feels like this book didn't necessarily have to be a whole season. Like, you can easily, like, marry it with a couple of the earlier yeah. books or something. Um, You know, who – I think it would have been good. And I mean, some of the things that came out around this time. Oh, my gosh. So this book came out in November 2011. So like running through that whole year, the Divergent book came out in April of that same year. The Twilight Breaking Dawn movie came out three days after this book came out. Um, Deathly Hollows Part 2 came um, came out that July. The Hunger Games movies, the rights were sold, the books were out, production had wrapped, the movie was being released four months later after this book. So there, there's a lot going on in the whole YA dystopian fantasy world at the time that this book was released. Kenji was also hypersexual with Juliet. Yeah, he was all about her. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, but like then... how every everything, but like how how everybody was just kind of coming on to Juliet. Like, sexually coming on to Juliet. Yeah. Uh, not, like, in not in a use her as a weapon thing, but in a very specific and blatant sexual way, which is weird because, like, Warner obviously wants to use her for, like, something. Something. I don't know. Something, I don't know. Something. Figurehead. Some weapon. I don't know. Torture or whatever. Whatever. She doesn't want to torture people. Why? Um, but I just... I, I don't know. I don't know. It is strange. It is strange. But then when I was a middle school girl, I wanted books like this. I wanted that kind of content. I was looking for that. And when I found it, I was like, ooh, you know, and it was like kind of special. So... When you're in middle school reading this, um, at least when we grew up, because we didn't have AO3 and Wattpad and all that stuff, um, this felt like, oh, this is what high school is like. This is what crushes are going to be like. Because if you're not having, you know, and some of us don't have those super open conversations that parents have where you kind of just ex- learn and, and explore as you grow like as you're exposed to it not necessarily through conversation um so all you know is like the media that you're consuming whether that's you know cw or books or the ya section like your exposure to what you think adulthood or high schoolhood or college life is going to be like is based on what you're seeing well that's a whole other like oh, episode yeah. too with like middle age actors playing teenage actors but like when we yeah like when you and i were growing up like we didn't really know that so we were looking at these people in high school and we were in middle school but they were in their 30s and we're like why don't we look like that but they were <laughs> in their at 30s Alexis demi with euphoria she's in her 30s and she's playing a high schooler like yeah give me your skincare routine for real it is it is just really interesting but that is a whole other like that that is a whole other situation 
Um, I want to ask about the reveal that we get um, in in at the at the end, where the government is is we're 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 told that the establishment has like healthy animals and like has like their own good stuff and that they're actively like working to poison right is that right the plot reveal here reminded me of crescent city 2 spoiler Rigelis and his reveal for like the Asteri and how they were trying to cultivate the planets. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Get the best of the best. Okay. And we're going to like disregard the children and like, you know, people who were people. not healthy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 And like, and how you're basically, because I, I highlighted a bunch. There was, you know, and just like the lies that not just the, like and I, I was looking at it and especially with everything going on right now it was like this isn't even like future dystopian this is present this is present dystopian it felt like in some like there was there was two there's two things that oh, there's a lot actually um quote the reestablishment promised a future too perfect to be possible and society was too desperate to believe they never realized they were signing away their souls to a group planning on taking advantage of their ignorance of their fear the reestablishment promised us for hope for a better future they said that they uh, they said that they would fix things they said that they would help us get back to the world we knew the world with movie dates and spring weddings and baby showers they said that they would give us back our homes our health our sustainable future but they stole everything and they took everything it sounds like you just read the plot of cc2 <laughs> like it does doesn't it it does like, that's ex- that's exactly what happened yeah oh that that is fascinating uh I, okay so i really love that part of this book and you get more of that yeah so the the whole juliet storyline i could have completely cut and i could have just gone through and like learned about like what happened why it happened and how like the government is dealing with it where the food supply is why there are you know streets of orphans and old people living in burned out like apartment buildings um I I would love all of that. And and then at the end, I would love just like more information about these these people with like abilities, right? Because that is that is so that is so cool. And I really love that aspect of it. And I'm so interested in why like Adam and Warner can touch Juliet, but like Juliet clearly cannot touch anybody and like even like Kenji and uh that at the place that Kenji takes them, and I'm so fucking suspicious of Kenji, but like at the place that Kenji takes them, um, everybody there has like a, an ability. And, and I'm just really curious, like, where did they come from? Like, how uh-huh. did the abilities get there? Are the abilities like bred into people or are they genetic? Like, are they all tagged by the government? I want to know that stuff. All right. of Juliet's hand wringing about like Adam's skin. And the hair on his <laughs> arms, I could fucking do without. <laughs> but I mean, that that tracks, right? You have the heavy political theme. You have the give me the plot, give me the why. Because the plot is good. I, w- I do like the plot. I, I, this, the series as a whole, without giving anything away, I think I've equated it to 
when you have a TV series that runs too long, you know, you have the following. The following is there. You keep making the content, but it peaks in a certain book and then everything else. You're just like, why? Like it had so like, why didn't we finish at the high? You know, Um, I have a question for you Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you picked up on it, but I only picked up on it on the second read. Um, the reference to birds and her being the caged bird. Well, that was another reason why I was so fucking suspicious of Adam because like, (laughs) and why I thought he was a plant and why I thought all those memories, it was like, okay, like Adam's here to trigger all her memories. Like, this is why he's here. He's going to, she's going to be like thinking about this bird for three years and we're going to tattoo it on him and then we're going to stick him in jail and it's going to start this whole process like that's what <laughs> i was thinking i was like what the fuck is this uh because the she the second she sees it or she sees him what does she say she's like i have been dreaming about this and i have not yeah. had a dream since you showed yeah. up and he's like what this giant i imagine it <laughs> like a like a ben affleck type like giant <laughs> that's No, I was thinking of like this huge, like, like total, like, like cut, like chess piece is what I was thinking because, like, because I associate Adam with like this like dumb douchey energy, so I was just like, he needs a dumb douchey tattoo. Uh, That's that's what I what's what I gave him. Um, The what I what it made me think about though was it made me think about the white birds from the Black Witch because Mm. like the the white birds there show up at like pivotal like moments and stuff and like here's this like lumbering dude coming in um basically doing the same thing <laughs> uh, like a- i visually i don't think i i placed a certain like what does he kind of look like like every other brown haired dude you know from high school that i knew um but now having red throne of glass i was like he's why why is he giving me kale vibes yeah, yeah, major, major kale vibes for sure, for sure, for <laughs> Every sure. Every book has a kale. Every book has a kale. He's a, I don't know, he's just a fucking plant. He's got to be some sort of like fucking plant. I just do not, I just do not understand. And then, what, what else was it? Yeah, like and Juliet being able to do the guns. That is so suspicious. It's like you have done that before. Like, how do you have? Like, why? Do, yeah, like she's questioning. Is this muscle memory kind of thing? Yeah, because it's not. It's not like that. That wonderful cartoon that I think is shared every now and then. I think by like Adam Adam Tots or whatever. It's like I'm the heroine in a YA like fantasy <laughs> novel. I'm yeah. clumsy but also beautiful, and <laughs> I love that. One. And my name is like. Something, something, something. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> but I'm also a vampire. Like it's, it's really funny. It just kind of reminded me of that. It was just all accurate. of the things, you know, like all of the things which all are not tro- all of like dystopian YA tropes. Yeah, stuff are in this series. Yeah, which is fine. Like I don't have any problem with that. I am really interested to know what the fuck is going on. So I. Told you I had to stop myself from going to the next book because I wanted to keep it really clear. But I know from Book Talk about Warner. How did you get on Shatter Me Book Talk? But no, I'm not on Shatter Me Book Talk. <laughs> I'm on Villain Book Talk. And Warner oh. is on Villain Book Talk. Interesting. And, and Lift Your Hips for Me, Love, is a <laughs> so fucking you know, like- iconic quote. <laughs> and I'm not true. an idiot. So I know... 
Like I can make the assumption. And but honestly though, as soon as the as soon as he said love, I was like, Oh, okay, okay. Connection <laughs> connection made. Uh, so that will happen. Good for good for all of them. <laughs> it it's just it's great. It's just great. It's just great. I, I had a really good time. I had a good time with this book. So I uh, so I guess you answered the question, like you would continue. I would yeah, you know, I would continue. I think I was telling I was telling you earlier, like this is a re- because, as you told me, there's a lot of books in these series. Hmm. Um, it is a good in between kind of read. So, like, if you're if you're reading something, you like, you know you can come back to this kind of read a summary, figure out what happened ooh, in the other books before it, and then just like continue on. And there's enough of them so that you can like kind of stay consistent within the universe. I like series like that. And you know, there's on top of the like, quote unquote, like the books, the quote unquote books. You also have the novellas that um, there there is a novella that's like basically this book and and somebody else's point of view. Um, so it's another retelling, but I feel as you learn about more characters in the series, it's, it's like with any series where it's like you have the, you have the main, like the main character, but sometimes you gravitate towards the side characters. The novellas focus on some of the side characters because you're like, oh, yay, like I wanted more of that person. Um, and sometimes you think, okay, like, I think I've I haven't read like the first couple novellas in the beginning of the series, but I've read them all and later in the series, and those definitely felt like I I needed those novellas to understand some of the background that was going later into the books. Hmm, that is really good to know. I am immediately thinking of the Hades POV. That you said that was not needed. So, so you oh from the Hades POV for Scarlet St. Clair, a game of fate or something. I think that was the first book. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying that the the other perspectives and like the novellas here are like really important to kind of get like the whole perspective and like all the aspects of the story here, uh, which is interesting because you did it. You said and have said that you did not need a whole book of Katie's perspective. So not having a whole book and just having a novella. I, yeah, well, I think that I think it depends on the series also, um, because with um, with a touch of darkness, I didn't feel like we needed a game of fate. Like if we could have had chapters in between. I think that would have been fine. Um, but then I think of like like the way um, Katie Robert did with. Hades and Persephone, and the, he had a couple chapters, or it was alternating. It was pretty even. I feel like the the novellas with the other character POVs in this series, it's not a retelling. Whereas um, A Game of Fate, for example, was basically a retelling in Hades' point of view. This doesn't... The novellas that I've read in this series, um, it wasn't a retelling of the same story in a different character's point of view so i guess like so in the beginning of the series there's you know you have shatter me and then there's another one destroy me which is 1.5 so it's supposed to be the middleman between the next book i didn't read that i went right into the next book 
And I don't think not having the novella took away from the story. Hmm. Which I know negates what we usually say is like, if the author writes it, you should read it. But I think also like my library didn't have it. And I was like, well, it's a novella. I wasn't, I also wasn't invested the way we, the way we are with other series um, or the necessity, like with the Black Witch Chronicles, like I feel like you have to read the novellas there. If you had read this in 2011 when it came out, would this have been like your... I definitely would have, you know what, I I definitely would have liked it because I was, I I loved The Hunger Games when I read it. I read The Hunger Games, The Hunger Games, the first book came out in 2008. So I read the first book when the movie was coming out because I like reading before watching. I like, I always want to know the book background Mm -hmm. more or less for the most part before watching it on screen. So I, if I knew it had existed... I probably would have liked, but consistent with who I am, I would have liked this series more still because I love a series. I love, you know, I, I love, and even though The Hunger Games is a trilogy, like I just get more with this. Um, and, you know, and you do get, this is more, there's just more romance here later on um, where you don't really, I, I don't remember much. About Hunger Games, except she chose wrong. It was a fighting word, so I'm sure someone will be angry. Oh, I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure. But, like, that's also, like, preference for me, too. Like, I think Liam Hemsworth is so hot. I don't like the end of the Hunger Games. I'll just put it there. I have a question. My question for you is, when you reread this, was there anything that annoyed you? Um, Because I'm asking... Because I know that when I reread things, it is sometimes very difficult for me to separate into, like, books and then into plot. So, like, you know where everything is going. So, like, it just, like, sectioning it off and, like, trying to put yourself in the, like, first read perspective. Like, rereading it again, knowing where it's going, did anything bother you? I think... No, you know what? I knew the plot. I, I not not this book. I think I was. I'm more annoyed that it wasn't a stronger first book. Hmm. Like I think, and I and I put it in my Goodreads. I was I was telling you my Goodreads earlier um, for the review of this book. It's easily. It, it's not my favorite in the series. It's definitely a foundation. You need this book to get to where you're going with the rest of the series. I don't think, and 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 I. And I can go back and understand that. I just don't think it... Like, I can see if this was the book that was pitched, somebody would have been like, okay. Because that's not where the focus was. Especially, like, even politically and current events and in the news cycle, this wasn't at the forefront of people's discussions. Whereas when I read this in 2020 for the first time... A lot of shit is like it, it's like anything that we talk about, whether it's the movies or the books thing, like open like discussions that might have been taboo to have. God forbid it was it, you had a discussion outside of pop culture. Um, it, it You know, people kind of like, you know, how sometimes you go to family dinners and it's like you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about this. You don't talk about that. Like this 
this is one of those conversations I feel like we can openly have um, as a culture that people weren't willing to have um, and have that discourse. I was thinking while you were talking, but I was also listening, (laughs) um, that this book reminds me kind of, kind of, of a mashup of 1981 and Fahrenheit 451. Uh, That is like the mashup, that the vibes that I'm getting, just because um, the comments of that there are cameras everywhere and like soldiers everywhere and like the military is everywhere and like everywhere is watching. And like when Juliet is in in like Warner's like compound or whatever, um, Adam says like the only place where there aren't cameras are in the bathroom and he like takes her in the bathroom and they're like wet a lot. And it's, you know, whatever. Uh, and it, it just, it felt like that. Like, ev- like everything is, is constantly like monitored. Um, and I don't know where exactly that's going, but I find it intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I like that. I feel like a lot of the questions that you have, will continue to be answered as you yeah as you go yeah but but of course again that is the point of a first book right to raise these questions and to like get you to think about them so that you would pick up the next book and and i i like that and especially because like with fahrenheit 451 when uh, the quote that you were reading about like you should write stuff down it is going to be illegal soon like you know that is exactly that uh, I I like that. I like that. Um, definitely will pick up the second one just to like maybe see if I can get some fucking answers, even just even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll do the reread with you. I don't mind. Like, it, like it's a nice, it's a nice filler book. Um, I know we have the War of Two Queens coming out. Like, I feel like we have some heavy just books in general that you need some, sometimes you just need something a little bit lighter. And I think you bring up a great example of you can kind of pick up, you could just kind of be like, wait, what happened in the first book? It's like when um you're, you're like a vampire diaries beginning of the season, last season on. And then it just does like the quick recaps of the things that you need. You're like, Oh, that's right. Those are my key things. Cool. You know, and then and then I feel like I I feel like the character breakdowns are really helpful because then you're like, who's Warner? Warner has the compound. Who's Adam? Adam's the person who was with Juliet. Who's Juliet? Like, and just knowing those little backgrounds, it kind of triggers things for some people. Oh, right. Who's Castle? The Omega Point guy. Oh, what was Omega Point? It, it, it kind of has like that domino effect. And then you go, OK, on to the next. And then you keep going. But I will say some of the questions that you have um, they're not necessarily – I mean, I guess this goes uh, aligned with some with series in general. They're not necessarily going to be answered in the next book. Sometimes there is a long game payoff. Um, I like to think of this as, at least in the beginning part of the series, if Akatar had a high – like, is in a high school AU. Like, that's what I think. Because Kenji would be Cassian if Cass- like if we knew Cassian in high school, or at least the Cassian that we've created as a fandom. Yeah, the yeah the the social media Cassian, definitely, right. definitely, definitely, and all the hitting on Juliet, just like Cassian. Even though he knew Reese was you know her mate, he's still kind of like yeah flirted for the sake of flirting. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Kenji doesn't let up either, even though he's like very aware. Um, of of Juliet and Adam. 
Oh, 100%. But Cassian did that after they, mm-hmm. the mating bond was locked. He goes, you want me to take her for a ride? I'll wear her out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's it's very fun. It's very it's it very fun. It's, it's fun, especially when some of the stuff that we've been reading, we're like, who? I mean... We we had two heavy books right before yeah. this. We had the Demon Tide and then Crescent City two, back to back, back to back. I'm thinking, you know, if I were in middle school and I had these instead of what I had in middle school, uh, I really would have enjoyed that and I really would have appreciated that. So I wish that I had had these when I was a little bit younger. Well, even even the last line in this book, like it made like. You want, especially for like us as as women, as females, she's like, I look, I look so weird. Like, look, everything's tight. Like, you know, and she's just so awkward. She doesn't know her own body because, again, she's been in the asylum for all these years. She and they were like, well, do you know what you look like? And she goes, I haven't seen a mirror. Like, no, I don't know what I look like. Um, and he goes, you look like a superhero. Like, fuck yeah. I want to be a superhero, especially yeah, at that real. age. Mm-hmm. You want that. You know, they talk about, like, the superhero stance. If you're going into a meeting, you put your hands on your hips, you stand, you, like, do some, you know, breathing exercises to calm yourself but feel powerful. Like, imagine those. I, I think this just goes back to we didn't have these growing up. And even though this book came out in 2011, so tw- uh, 11 years li- later that we're discussing this, it's still really cool to see that, you know, that that it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. And uh, one of the book subscription boxes just did like a whole like oh, a whole yeah. thing for Fa- it. Fairy loot like reissued them with like new edges and stuff. I think you had showed me. Yeah, I didn't get it. But I mean, you know, uh, it is fun that that is a resurgence. So like hopefully people will talk about them a little bit more. And I would like to talk about it a little bit more after I have a couple more of these books under my belt because I just need to know what's going on so I can talk <laughs> about it in like an extended like detail because it is right. hard. It is hard to like stop right there because it's like, okay, okay, what are we doing? Where are we going? And I feel like it'll add more value if we like, make it into a follow-up episode that you like how we did with uh, Shadow and Bone where we didn't break it up for an episode per book. We did it in like clumps i feel like that would be a good structure for this series that you can you'll get more out of it if you do a couple back to back and then you can pull again the context more plot more background because right now i just feel like we're also kind of talking in circles of like okay here's here here are the key points your characters the plot and the hypersexualization of teenagers in a story yeah yeah so <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for all y'all suggestions. Um, we'll, we'll go from here. We're, you feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Acafe Podcast. We're also um, both on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. And if you feel so kind to listen to us and review us on your streaming platforms, we'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for joining us and bearing with my lack of guidance in this, um, in this first for us. No, she did such a good job. Everyone tell Jessica what a good job she did. She did such a good job. No, I don't need it. No, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.